Welcome to Behind the Sport, episode 49. On the fast track to episode 50, Brent, how are you, mate? Fantastic, dude. Pumped up. Uh, wicked week this Pumped week. Up. Yes. This week is, of course, the return of Supercars to Perth. Yeah, I wasn't going to uh, give away the give away the secrets, but uh, no, I'm pumped, man. Uh, Supercars back in Perth. Uh, the show's already mostly run into town. Tuning day last um, oh, on Monday, I was going to say last week, Monday, but Monday being yeah. a public holiday. Um, saw some of the drivers out and about, a few Super 3 guys getting around, Feeney getting around. Um, had uh, Nash in Ron's TA2 car sitting some blistering laps, as well as our local guys. I think it was the busiest tuning day I've seen full stop, like flat out. I reckon there's at least 200 people there out on track. Yeah, it was it was crazy. So because they, they had to, um, they my understanding is that they but had to reshuffle everything because of how many people were there. Yeah, and they uh, you're only getting sort of four laps a session, if that, because they had so yeah. they had two lines of cars lined up the whole way to McCracken House, trying to get out. Nice. And the tuning day is normally like you know 15 minutes open cars, 15 minutes closed cars, 15 minutes road cars. Yeah. Continue the cycle and until there's no one left, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, no, it was crazy. Very interesting to see uh, how many of those people who don't usually come down actually come back again. Um, you know, maybe reignite their bug, hopefully, and get them back into a car would be nice. Absolutely. Anything to get more people driving. Yeah. Now, um, our guest tonight is a. Young racer who uh, has competed in uh, the FSR series up at Arise Racing, as well as a um, from from what we've seen of his uh, iRacing rating, he's actually pretty pretty well up there. Um, and his name is Johnny Lutzley. How you going, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, Shane. Brent. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh... About time I finally got in here and had a bit of a yarn with you blokes. Uh, obviously been watching all the podcasts in the past and said, you know, may as well get on here. And I uh, gave a quick little uh, hint to Shane the other week when I was in the sim race for my Formula 3 series and said, oh, you know, should uh, maybe get me on there for one of the episodes. Uh, so, yeah, no, we made it happen. And, yeah, no, so happy to be on here. Oh, look, I won't say I was scratching around just to find a filler to fill out the 49th episode before we get the 50th, but, you know, we might start that rumour that you're only here as a filler, but... Um... <laughs> oh, either way. If you're going to be cheeky and ask in the middle of a sim race, you're going to cop it, aren't you? Yeah, no, that's all right. Yeah, no, it was... Uh, yeah, looking to come have a yarn on here with you guys, uh, have a bit of a chat for a little while and, yeah, just, just talk racing stuff, really. Yeah, now you're also uh, in the. Uh, I mean, we're going to ask talk about this a bit later, but uh, I think I actually came across you for the first time in the Arise Driver Challenge that was held uh, a few years ago. With um, God damn, I should start charging him every time I mention his name on this podcast uh, with Nick Perkat. Um, I've still got to send out a bill to Arise as well for how many times we mentioned them. Yeah, well. but, yeah um, that, that's why we get an unofficial Perkat fan club, yeah. Nah. I saw your comment on Facebook too. You had to drop it too, didn't you? I yeah. saw that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. When when was that? That was 20, 2019 That was already now. Yeah, that September. was September. 
Yeah, that was a uh, yeah that was that was an interesting time for me. That that 2019 season was sort of yeah after the, the season I'd sort of won the club championship in KA3 for go karting and um, yeah I was I was in year 11 at the time and yeah I was sort of getting ready for the transition from from carts to cars um, and yeah sort of got stuck at that point with where to go so just thought oh, I'll hang I'll hang the boots for a little bit and yeah just obviously you know see see what opportunities I can get and um, yeah. yeah just focused on school really um, well, and then yeah obviously well, that chance came around we'll, we'll, get, we'll get there we'll get there calm me farm calm me farm <laughs> like, you know we've got a whole process to go through oh, that's um, it. <laughs> just just giving a little hint around you know <laughs> yeah no 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 we're all good we're all good um, so how did you how did you get involved in motorsport what what ignited the motorsport bug for you um well to be honest with you i it, it's sort of yeah it sort of spiraled from yeah you know a young age sort of you know started uh started unusual actually i did the soccer i did the football i did the water polo you know but at the same time you know i sort of you know did did the high carts around in phuket and, and bali as you know all usual young guys do and uh yeah you know just from the first time i, I sat my bum in the cart i just yeah, had had that feeling that I wanted to, you know, be involved in racing and was begging dad for a go-kart for years and, you know, once I sort of watched F1 for the ter- first time, I just got hooked onto it and, yeah, just, just all sort of went from there and then, yeah, I was uh, a bit bit unlucky to break my wrist after uh, in a game of soccer actually and then from there dad's like, you know what, we'll, we'll get you a go-kart now and, uh, yeah, it all, it all sort of just went up from there really. So you so you gone from breaking your wrist to um, as as the fallback slash safe option <laughs> go karting. Yeah, well that's it. Yeah, I was <laughs> oh, yeah I was around. I started a bit later than usual. I was around thirteen at the time. You know, I'd uh, the last year I'd sort of just uh, started watching F one and you know I sort of bought bought the PS three and bought the steering wheel like all young guys do and you know started out on F one twenty eleven. And yeah. Uh, yeah, just just all sort of went from there, and you know, got a bit got a bit bored of the soccer and stuff. And I was like, Dad, Dad, when can we get a cart? When can we get a cart? Can we get out there? You know, can we get involved? And you know, he kept saying, Oh, you know, and Mum, you the usual, you know, like, oh, you know, it's it's dangerous, all this stuff. Like, you know, I'd I'd be scared for you to do it, all this stuff. But yeah, no, I think I think God wanted it to happen for me that I that I broke my wrist, had had about ten to twelve weeks off, and then uh, got involved in go karting. No, I just got to do a bit of a side thing here. Um, I've just realised that you're rocking a bit of a mo right there. Yep. Um, <laughs> did you did you happen to hear about Grant Johnson's mo and think like you might try and channel his mo to see if you get a bit of extra speed? Or? Nah. <laughs> nah. He's nah just I've, had, I've had a few people tell me that it gives you a couple tents. So uh, yeah, no, I've I've started rocking it this year ever since I started being on the sim, and it's obviously seeming to pay off. So. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. No, no, nothing about Grant Johnson though. I haven't, haven't heard that <laughs> one before. <laughs> That's just one I'm starting up every time I see anyone. The <laughs> he's been, he's been growing it since last November. He's just getting in early. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, oh, I, I was doing the same and then I shaved it off and I'm like, oh, I look like I'm bloody 12 with this thing on now, so I'll grow it back and leave it. That's right, you only look like you're 13 with it now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> only one year older, but it's a little bit better. <laughs> After uh, you got your go kart, how long did it take you to go competitive racing? Um, well, to be fair to you, when I got my first go kart, um, 
it actually had a the KT 100J because when I started, it was just around that um, transition period from when they were changing to the K 100 motors. So uh, yeah, obviously carts with those those engines at the time were quite cheap. So you know, I got it for around three to around three to four grand um and you know i had everything ready to go set of tires rims you know starter motor all that sort of stuff so uh yeah we just bought that and we said you know we'll see how you go see if you enjoy it and all this stuff and then from there yeah we we ended up being down there every single weekend and you know me and dad run on the same tires for about one and a half years to two years and then we said oh you're bloody loving it so you know let's let's you know get real and buy you something that's proper and you can be competitive with Awesome. So, um, when you went out and did your first race, did you did you do any bonehead maneuvers? Uh, well, to be fair to you, in my in my first race, I actually uh, full bent the steering column. Um, I, I t-boned into a into another cart that had half spun on a corner um, and went straight into him. So, it ended my oh, yeah. it ended my, uh, my my day pretty quickly. It was in heat one as well, so. Yeah, came into the pits, full bent steering column in the middle, and uh, yeah, I was like, "Oh crap, is is this what it's all about?" So, probably not the best debut, but yeah, it was it was definitely an experience. <laughs> um, how long did it take you after you um, after that first race to? start getting some decent results um well yeah that that season was we were doing um ka4 junior um so when we bought my cart i bought a 2015 tony cart um racer 401 so that cart was sort of built for the sort of like the ka3 unrestricted motor um more for senior level sort of karting um obviously at the time i was 15 years uh, 14 years old or 15 years old and then the cutoff for senior was 15 or 16 so we said you know what we'll just we'll, we'll run this heavier cart um in the season of ko4 um and you know we'll just we'll just use it as a learning season for you no matter where you finish um and then yeah we'll, we'll aim to jump up in the seniors for the the 2018 season i think it was um, but yeah, no, I, I started getting, you know, some podiums, some thirds, some fourths, um, maybe two or three races in, you know, once I sort of got used to how races worked, um, and you know, how starts worked and, you know, obviously how to learning all the racing techniques as well. So yeah, I started getting there and, you know, I started to keep falling in love with it even more and, you know, just kept getting in that groove and looking forward to it every Friday after school and said, bloody hell, we're going karting tomorrow and we're going karting Sunday. So yeah, from there, just 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 kept going and my love for it just kept building who were some of the uh, people you were racing up against um at that time it was my the main rivals were sort of kieran ellis um zach needham they're pretty they're pretty well known in sort of the state the state championship realm um yeah they were sort of the guys guys to beat at the time um yeah it was uh, i think it was dan pap sergio jai parham all those sort of you know, guys that are all up in sort of KZ at this time. Um, yeah, so they were, they were pretty bloody quick guys. And also Bart Horston at the time when I first sort of started, he's obviously over in England doing some Formula 3 stuff, I believe. So, yeah, he was down at the track at the time. And, uh, yeah, no, a lot of the guys that are sort of, you know, doing some some cool car stuff were sort of the guys that I, uh, I raced with around that time. Awesome, awesome. Um 
So as you started to waffle on before before about getting the transition from carts to into something else, yeah. Um, I'll let you go into a bit more detail now about that. Yeah. And I won't just ever really cut you off. <laughs> nah, that's um, all right. So, so when you, so what made you go from the carts and then start looking elsewhere? Like, when did you decide it was time to do that? Um, yeah. Well, to be honest with you, we we really didn't have you know the longest sort of karting stint that you know the usual sort of driver would have. You know, lot, lots of drivers tend to stay in karting for for quite a long period of time, and you know they they tend to do states and try and go do national sort of stuff and all that but uh yeah obviously we did the two years of competitive racing one year in the juniors and then the next year we did seniors in the unrestricted ka um and yeah that was obviously the year where we came up against quite a few competitive drivers and um yeah somehow managed to come away with the championship that year in 2018 and then um you know we sort of thought wow you know you're, you're doing you're doing pretty well up against you know some quite competitive drivers and you know, maybe we should start looking at the the next sort of chapter. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, it's always hard for everybody, so especially in Perth, to sort of where 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 to go next. Because you know, sort of at the time, XLs were sort of coming. You know, they were coming to form. They were a new series, sort of at the time. And you know, but the, the field was quite small. And you know, obviously, Arise was sort of getting started a little bit, and they had their radicals and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, but to be honest with you, back at that time, I didn't really know too much about cars. I was sort of, you know, stuck in stuck in the karting realm, and um, yeah, sort of got got a bit lost. And yeah, then just focused on school a little bit, and then the driver search came up, and that's where everything sort of started over again. Um, the when you joined the driver search, um, did you know what you what to expect? Did you get like a really in-depth overview about what was coming up, or was it just yeah we're gonna we're gonna drive a search on, come and enter it, and you can win this? Yeah, well actually it was uh, oh, when was it? it was it was around the supercars time. My uh, my my dad actually uh, he he went to the uh, the supercars round, and I went as well. And you know we just went up to Arise and had a little bit of a look around, you know just 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 seeing what was going on and. Uh, yeah, Dad actually just got chatting to, to Jordan Noon up there, um, one of the driver coaches. Um, and, yeah, he sort of, you know, we were just telling him about what I'd done so far and, you know, what, what I was sort of my, my aim with my with my racing career. And, uh, yeah, he sort of said, well, you know, in, in September we're, we're doing a driver search um, and, you know, it will give you a scholarship for the, the next season to race in the Formula 1000s, which, you know, as, as a young fella, I used to obviously go up to Barb's on a, on a Sunday afternoon and, you know, see their one thousands roaring around, and you know, thinking bloody hell, what what would I have to do to get get my bum in one of those cars? And uh, yeah, and, and at that moment, I said, oh, the opportunity is there for me to you know have that chance to take the next step in in my career that you know probably you know a lot of people wouldn't really have, especially in Perth. The um, from the outside, um, you know, regardless, I guess of of where you know where anyone's plans were the the program to me looked like you know is it it an invaluable program that they put together um not only obviously having access to those cars the arise facilities um you guys got training with bd suited dawson yep. um and um of course then nick Perkat was there as well 
Um, did you guys, did, had you ever heard of BD before? And obviously you've been in karting, but had he really had anything to do with BD and heard of what what he was all about before? Yeah, no, no before then I'd, I'd never really heard of BD before. Um, yeah, obviously me and dad were sort of just uh, the lone rangers in karting. We sort of just, you know, did all our, our stuff ourselves. And, you know, obviously when we needed, a, uh, we needed an engine rebuild, we obviously got that done with uh, Kart Force at the time. Um, but yeah, prior to that, never really heard of BD before. But you know, now now obviously he's been a really big help in my racing career so far. And yeah, now it's it's hard for me not to know BD because he's been such a big help for me. The um and the other other thing of course was Nick. Did you guys get told he was going to be there in advance, or was it a bit of a surprise for you guys to rock yeah. up and? Yeah, no. Um, we we were told that uh, yeah, Nick Nick Perkout was going to be judging the uh, judging the competition. Um, yeah, Nick Nick was a really a great help for us. You know, I had some really good chats with him, and you know, just talked about you know his his journey to sort of where he is today. And you know, he gave me some really you know invaluable tips that you know probably it'd, it'd be pretty impossible to find anywhere else because you know all all the experience he's had in his career with you know especially his sponsorship and just driving the car itself you know it's it's stuff that you can only really hear from people that have done it themselves but uh yeah no it was it was stressful but it was really great to have him as you know someone that was selecting all the drivers because you know it really showed that he was choosing people that he knew that really had that had that talent and had that drive to sort of you know make it to the top steps of motorsport the um, cars they actually sent you guys out in were the radicals. Yep. Um, how do they how do they compare to driving a go kart? Um, they're they're honestly quite well, not not similar, but in the way the way you just move it around, it, it is definitely similar in that way. Obviously, having a big full blown race car around you rather than just sitting in a little bucket seat like two centimeters off the ground or wherever it is, it's uh certainly a very different um experience but uh yeah no just the way it, it it moves around the middle of the corner and the way you can just throw it in and go so late it, it definitely brings some uh techniques across but uh yeah it's it's definitely a, a big step going from sitting in a go-kart to racing you know a full car going over 200 kilometers an hour <laughs> um the with the driver search, so what training did they give you, and yeah, you know, like how in depth did they go with you guys? Um, oh, they went they went pretty in depth. Obviously, we had the coaches sitting next to us. So yeah, in my in my first round, I had Sam Dicker as my coach, and uh, yeah, it was sort of it was sort of just about um, you know them testing you on all the different factors. You know, talking to the driver coach, you know, while you're driving, and you know reacting to what they say you know maybe you're doing wrong or something you're doing right and you know just just being able to multitask at the same time and take on advice in the moment and sort of you know preach that as you're driving um so yeah it was just skills um you know talking skills obviously they taught you about media sort of stuff so you know they made you do interviews and you know talk to the camera um and all that sort of stuff so they were testing you on a on a big variety of sort of things and it was not just about driving the car, but it was definitely about, you know, showing who you are as a person and how you, you know, you talk to the team and how you deal with engineers and how you deal with the driver coaches. And yeah, so it wasn't just about jumping in the car, driving and showing, you know, how good you are. It was also about, you know, who you are on the outside as a person. The, um, now I believe it was over three rounds. Yeah. Correct. Is that right? Yeah. 
somehow I missed the second round. I rocked up and it was everyone had gone home. Um, <laughs> yeah, the first one, the first one, it was pissing down. I think I remember. Um, the first one was a bit miserable. Yeah, yeah it was, it was a scary one. one. <laughs> it, was a, it was a little bit miserable. Yeah. Um, but I got some great photos of you guys out on track that day. Yeah. Um, and then the second one, somehow I missed it. Uh, and then I was back for the final, um, which yep. I had literally flown in that morning from Melbourne or somewhere, wherever I was in the mm-hmm, world, mm-hmm. Um, back when we were allowed to travel, um, which we're now allowed to travel again. Yay. Yeah, I know. Um, Finally. <laughs> the, um, so whereabouts did you end up coming? So I ended up finishing second place overall. So uh, that, yeah, that gave me a scholarship for the following year in the F1000. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was a, it was subsidized drive. So it was uh, partly, partly, partly paid by Arise. Um, and then, yeah, the rest was a little bit, a little bit funded by us. Um, and then, yeah, so that's how it was. So it was first place got it fully funded. Second place got it 75% funded. And then third was, 50% funded, so uh, yeah, and then fourth and fifth, I believe, just got um, radical test drives, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, who came first? In it was Max McRae. Max McRae. The good old Max McRae. See, I'd know that question if he didn't dodge our... Uh... Dodgy Z, Brent knew this was coming. <laughs> if he hadn't have dodged his episode that he was booked in for, um, I would have known that he would have known and remembered that he came first. If he hadn't have dodged, his, dodged his passport either, by the sounds. Yeah. He, he was supposed to be going to Poland for testing, but his yeah. uh, passport got lost in the mail. At least that's a reasonable excuse. He was meant to be off on Monday, but uh, yeah, unfortunately he didn't get his passport in time, which is a bummer, but I believe he's uh, he's postponed it um, to another time. Yeah, so. for him. Yeah. He's a freak behind the wheel, though. He is, he yeah, is crazy. Well, I didn't, well, I didn't really know. We're not, not really going to talk about him on yeah. this podcast. Did you ask <laughs> Until he, yeah, he's dead to us. <laughs> yeah, no. Max is a good bloke. I, I never really knew him up and you know up until I sort of started driving with him um, in the, in the proper season after the driver search. Um, but yeah, now now these days we're you know really good mates and we get along really well. We're always on the sim together, always having a having a laugh. So yeah, no, really great bloke, McRae is. Well, you can you can give him a bit of ribbing and tell him that he's dead to us. <laughs> I, I think he'll hear it himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was he was um, yeah. the boys down at K Tech had him flat out yeah. scrubbing floors or some shit, didn't they? <laughs> um, I'm not too sure. I don't know. Yeah, yeah he was there for a yeah. while, I think, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. The 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 eventual what we got told eventually was that he had some issues with his car, uh, which is why he didn't turn up. But he didn't bother to call us and tell us. Uh, so probably, that's why he's dead to us. Oh, the turbo blew up some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I yeah, remember when that happened. <laughs> I think we ended up bagging him out to Molly Taylor and to Dean Herridge and to everyone else. So, oh, you know, God. Ran his name through mud for a he's few got a, He's got a good name for himself now, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, uh, Paul McRae. <laughs> Leather driving speak, he's, he's an absolute weapon. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's it. He's a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> um. So now the 2000 F1000 series, um, or the FSR, yep. uh, obviously went ahead eventually. Yep. Um, and it was a bit of a shame that the 
the field was a bit reduced because you didn't have the interstate drivers coming over. Yeah, that's uh, that's right. Which is a shame, um, but you know, also good because you know, go WA. Yeah, um, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously the the 2020 season was was a bit of a write off. Obviously, we uh, we got to do the first round of the, the 20 season. Um, yeah. And yeah, obviously the field was you know quite quite a good uh, quite a good size around then, and you know we had, we had a quite we had a few radicals and but it was mostly F one thousands then. You know we had Jordan, we had me, we had Max, um, we had uh, Apple. You know we had all those guys, and yeah, it was it was uh, it was really interesting doing that one sort of learning everything on the fly, and um, yeah, managed managed to get myself second overall for that day, just behind Jordan, and you know just following. Him, you know that that had done already so many rounds in the F1000. It was uh, yeah, awesome to sort of pick up tricks off him. But uh, yeah, then a shame that obviously had to sit out of it for so long. During the um, during the time you were sitting down, was that when you decided to go sim racing? That's it. Yep, that's right. Literally the March when COVID hit around, I uh, I tried i racing on the on the new simulator that Arise had got from uh, from Racecraft. And uh, there's another bill going to Johnny at Racecraft. Yeah, What's I should put the video on. What was we're that? Sitting, more, we just got to send John another bill. Oh, <laughs> get another one in, hey? If John's listening, I'm still waiting on a new graphics card. <laughs> well, he got me one a few weeks ago, so I think oh, he, he can hook you up all right, BP. That slimy dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so but you had, uh, the, so you had to go with the sim, and obviously, yeah, the the sim sims from uh, racecrafts are pretty kick ass. Oh yeah, absolutely bloody awesome. No, you know? no gimmicky shit. No, nah. they're, they're the real deal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a serious bit of kit, and you know, from my experience, it's uh, pretty similar to the real thing. So, so you so you've got the got the bug. You went i racing. What what did you enter first? Um, well, at that time, I just sort of had a, you know, just a crappy G29 wheel, you know, the, the $300 job and, you know, bought a cheapy rig off, off Gumtree for 40, 50 bucks. Uh, and then, yeah, just sort of got my license on, on iRacing and, you know, got my membership. And then, yeah, first thing I think I did was some, uh, some MX-5s. So, uh, yeah, jumped in some of them and, yeah, realized how many, uh, guys love to crash into you on there. <laughs> The uh, the MX5 Cup, yeah, that's uh, it. Is is horrendous, um, <laughs> and strangely enough, um, a young driver I met in Sepang a few years ago is actually racing in the real MX5 Cup. Oh wow! Um, and it's about the same quality driving some of those guys as I racing. So yep. yeah, yeah, um, I know I racing have been doing pretty well with uh, yeah, you know, keeping keeping it pretty. Real, uh, close to real life, the MX-5. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they, they actually added in the sequential box instead of the H-pattern, uh, I think it was mid last year or something. So they're, do, they're yeah, doing right. pretty well, but yeah, it, do, it doesn't help the amount of people to love to crash into you, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, how long did it take before you upgraded your sim? Um, so, yeah, I sort of, yeah, I sort of had it already prior, prior to then. I didn't actually have iRacing, um, Prior to when I sort of had it, I had that goal at uh, Arise um, when the racecraft rig. I just, you know, we're playing games like I said at Corsa and all that sort of stuff. Um, but then, yeah, I think it was 
well, I think it was the mid the, the mid of 2020 that I sort of thought, all right, this this thing's crap. I need an upgrade because you know I'm out of the, I'm out of the seat for so long in real life and. I need a bit of an upgrade. Um, so, yeah, I, I went on Demon Tweaks where I got all my racing gear off um, from UK and, you know, bought the direct drive wheel and the, the formula steering wheel and the, the pedals and the screen and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, because I knew it was going to be the closest thing I could get to real life at the time and, you know, I need to keep keep that that uh, that driving in me. Otherwise, I was going to come to 2021 with, uh, with no hope. <laughs> The um, uh, iRacing has this iRating system, yeah, uh, points system in there. Uh, wh- whereabouts are you sitting at the moment? Uh, so at the moment, I'm um, just above uh, 7,125, I think, exact. Uh, and I'm yeah. sitting, yeah, in the in the in the top 30 in Australia for all iRacers. So yeah, I'm up there with the guys like SVG and Cooper Webster and. Uh, yeah, all, all those well-known guys and, you know, some really top esports guys that, you know, literally do it for a living. So, yeah, I think I've, I've done myself pretty well for a, for a guy in WA and, uh, yeah, no, I think, I think I'm actually one of the, if not the top bloke for iRating at the moment in WA. So I've done myself pretty well there, I think. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so racing starts up again. Um, and... You continued through 2020, 2021. You, but were you back out there last year? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's been a bit, so been a bit of a blur. So, yep. so there's no disrespect meant at all. Yeah. Like, no, that's all right. There's so yeah. many series running at Barbagallo all the yeah. time. <laughs> so I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So obviously, you know, you, you, you're pretty, you know, you're doing well in the first, um, in the first season. How'd you go in the second season? Yeah, so obviously, yeah, last year was was when I finally got my opportunity to, you know, show myself, and uh, yeah, no, did 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 really well last year. I um, yeah, qualified in first, and I think yeah, if not most or if not all qualifying sessions for the season, and uh, and yeah, won all the races for the year. Um, I think I I missed one round. Yeah, I missed round five last year. Um, I think, yeah, I think it was you. I had some, I had a wedding or some something on for that round, so I, I couldn't make it, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, for all the rounds I did for the five rounds, I, uh, yeah, definitely exceeded my expectations, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, it, it was an experience, that's for sure. Now, the biggest thing, obviously, everyone comes up against with their racing is money. And is that pretty much why you're out at the moment? Yeah, well, that that's it. Um, you know, obviously, sponsorship's a massive thing in this game. And, you know, obviously, you know, I, I never really came from a family that was involved in the racing scene. I sort of caught the bug off Dad when, you know, he was sort of, you know, just watching F1 every now and again. And, you know, he got me hooked. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, that that's, that's why I'm, you know, sitting here without a drive at the moment. It's sort of... The money and you know tough times around the world at the moment so it's hard to sort of you know get try to get someone on your side and um yeah but obviously i've been really lucky with you know the sponsors that i had last year but um yeah also it's just the just the times in australia as well you know it's been so difficult to travel around the country and get out of perth without having to be stuck out for months you know that that's also something that sort of you know cost me at the start of the season but uh yeah it, it, it's it's one of those sports where you know money talks absolutely absolutely um 
Now, I'm going to hand you over to Brent. Um, I do have some questions for you Please. from from some fans of yours. Um, Not the but... Adam question. Sorry? Not the Adam question. No, 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 we saved, we saved that apparently for just like, you know. Prestigious guests. Prestigious guests. The dumbest question. The dumbest question ever. Thanks to Adam Marjoram, we asked that. Oh, big You know what? Let's ask Yanni the question. Go on. Why not? Yeah, all right. So now, now Adam obviously hadn't asked this of you, but you know he he uh, he gets us to ask this of some of our more uh, some of our prestigious guests, as yeah, we call yeah, them. Yeah, um, and he tries to throw them off. I think this is yeah, thing. yeah. I think that's what he's up to. Um, do, would you rather uh, hands for feet or feet for hands? Oh bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. So you can see how dumb this gets when we ask Adam for questions. It's uh, like the whole "Would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or a, or a hundred, so hundred duck-sized horses or feet, or feet for hands?" Yep. Ah. Uh, oof. Probably, probably, oh, probably heads for feet. Heads for yep. feet, I think. Yeah, I'll hand you over to Brent. He's got some questions for you. Uh, then uh, you yeah, come back and I've got a few questions from uh, um, from one of your biggest fans. Oh, I know. Um, and all I'm going to say is there's something, there's something we've got to ask you about. Iberians, USF 3000. All right. But uh, I'll hand you over to Brent now. All right. Liberians, is this some sort of... Uh, just just leave it for now. Yeah. And just yeah. It's got to be some sort of computer science university fetish thing yeah, going on. Absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that question. So, uh, yeah, off you go, off you go Brent. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. Um, cool, dude. I... Uh, yeah. Um, so, twenty-one uh, studying. Are you still at uni or finished uni? Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I post I postponed uni at the moment. Um, so yeah, I, I did a semester last year, um, and then yeah, I was just honestly focusing on on work in the IT sector. Um, so yeah, now I'm, I'm working full time at the moment, uh, working in the city. Um, so yeah, at the moment I'm I'm just working, but yeah, no, obviously. Uh, looking to go back because obviously, you know, uni's, uni's quite a, an important thing, um, you know, obviously to move yourself up in the workforce. So, yeah, be looking to go back. But, uh, you yeah, know, at the moment just, just working full time and, yeah, just earning a bit a little, little bit of money. So that's always good. That's always good. Could put it, put some away. And, and what are you doing in IT? Are you uh, uh, customer support or infrastructure or systems and processes? What, what are you working on? Yeah, so uh, last well for the whole of last year, um, well, yeah, while I was racing, I actually I worked at my school that I went to. I was a IT support assistant, so yeah, obviously you know helping students, you know, with the basic stuff like have you restarted your computer yet? If something's broken, <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, that 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 was me last year, um, and then yeah, I got I got an opportunity to go and uh, yeah work in the city as a consultant. Um, so yeah, that's just uh, sort of project management sort of stuff and uh yeah obviously you know managing managing all the all clients and all that all that sort of stuff and managing uh schedules and timelines and all that stuff so yeah no it's 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 been something pretty pretty big a big step for me but 
yeah, for for a young guy at nineteen, I, I think I'm doing pretty well out there. Yeah, no, that's that's really good, dude. And yeah. um, how how do the guys at work relate to you being a you know a racing car driver at one of the top tiers in, in WA? Yeah, no, everybody says, oh, you're gonna you're gonna be the next the next Daniel Ricciardo, and uh, you know, there you go, you're gonna be the guy on the big time on the TV when when we're older. But uh, yeah, no, they they all find it pretty interesting because you know they don't. It's it's pretty rare that they find a you know a young guy like me that's sort of you know into the racing scene and you know does it you know at a at a pretty professional level so uh yeah no everybody loves hearing my story and you know they, they try to support where they can and you know help help a lot with trying to find sponsors and all that sort of stuff and um yeah everybody's you know pretty pretty uh supportive of me so yeah that that's always really good yeah no absolutely and uh yeah being that uh you know uh, there's a lot of the IT crowd uh, in the back end of motorsport. Like you look at the F1, yeah. Um, they've all got partnerships with with all the big tech companies. You know, with SAP and Oracle and yeah, that's it. Um, all, all the rest of it, they're all in there. So that's uh, you know, I think you think you're in a pretty good stream there, to be honest. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Which is which is cool. You know, maybe you can transition that, and maybe you can get in with Lee. You know, that's that's. Uh, effectively a giant IT based organization so yeah exactly that's right that that's the thing you know you uh you obviously you know you just go and do these these jobs to you know progress in your career but uh you know you know you never know where you know where where the where people can lead you really then the people they know and you know the people that you, yeah the people you can just meet really it's so it's so wide and you're talking to so many different companies and so many different clients that you know you're talking to someone new every day really so you're bound to find someone that's, you know, gonna gonna love the same thing as you, and you know, gonna want to help you progress up through the ranks, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so back back to racing with with Arise. Um, did you just race the F one thousands, or did you drive around the Radicals a bit as well? Yeah, um, well, or just the testing or both. Yeah, well, obviously, um, yeah, the, the the driver search was obviously based fully in in the Radical. So, uh, yeah, obviously, I did the the three rounds um, of the driver search in the Radical, um, and then yeah, in between the rounds, I I did a uh, I did a test session out with uh, Nick Midic, and then um, yeah, my my first time. Uh, in the car, I think it was a few weeks before the first round. I, I did a session with Jordan, um, just to sort of just get get that first those first laps in a you know a real race car out of the way and get some professional guidance. So uh, yeah, I, I I did I did the laps in the Radical. I probably probably over a hundred, I'd say. So I've had my fair share in that car, but uh, yeah, no thought thought I'd give give myself a go in a open wheel Formula car. Yeah, awesome. And and maybe we can go back to the mustache that you're spouting at the moment. Not that anyone on the podcast is going to hear this. Um, maybe we can start the room. You, you grew it out of uh, out of admiration for Middick's one, who's got equally <laughs> filthy mo. Yeah, I know he's he's got a he's got a real big one on that on his face there. But uh, yeah, I, I think I might even need to start copying the hair to be honest with you, because he's got a pretty right. bloody flash hair, dude. His haircut. It's like something out of an eighties eighties music video. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what it is. All these good-looking young kids with uh, with savage haircuts from the eighties. It must be the thing. I know my fat ass couldn't pull it off. <laughs> I think I think my girlfriend would probably kill me if I uh, if I got a haircut like that. I don't I don't I think I'd be in the dog box for a few weeks. But hey, uh, yeah, it obviously it obviously works for him. Man, he's one of the, you know he's, he's yeah a, he's a 
He's a stellar dude. He's... Yeah, absolutely. No, he's a, he's a great bloke. Um, yeah, no, he's he's also helped me with all, all my driving, and you know, he's he's been a good support as well. So, yeah, it's been it's been great to get to know all these these sort of guys that are involved in the the motorsport industry. And um, yeah, you know, it's it's people I'm I'm always going to know for a long time. Yeah, and I think that's um, one of the benefits of running with a group like Arise, for instance, because there is uh, so many um, experienced guys. You know, Nick's only young, but the experience he's got and what he can pull off in a car is, is pretty freaky. So getting to uh, get to know those guys quite quickly through that opportunity, um, you're going to gain a lot more than uh, taking all the time to do it, you know, the natural way, I suppose. Yeah, um, no, definitely. Um, yeah, obviously I've met, you know, people like Sam Dicker and, you know, I've met guys like Aaron Love and, and Jordan Love and all those sort of guys before. So, you know, obviously they're, they've they had a lot of experience and, you know, obviously Aaron and Jordan, they're on the, the big stage these days. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've had Aaron as a driver coach before and, you know, it's, it's great to see what, you know, going from each driver coach to driver coach, the, the different sort of, you know, skills and techniques they can sort of um, give you because um, obviously, you know, every driver is different and, you know, everybody's going to have the same the same, uh, the same, same tips for you. So, yeah, it's it's been great to sort of, you know, have that experience in a, a you know, one of the biggest, well, if not the biggest team in WA that, you know, have had, had a lot of experienced drivers come through and, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely given me a lot of a lot of guidance, and yeah, it, it's given me the opportunity that yeah, now I'm now I'm sort of ready to take it onto the national stage. Yeah, abs- absolutely. So for those that um, might not get it or haven't had the chance to get up and have a look at her eyes, it's it's a really well turned out organisation, like Fastland next door. Um, but how do you how does it um, how does a race day work there? Do the you know you see you got the driver coaches, you have got the different guys that you, you've had the chance to work with. Is that on a race day or do you do the tuning day before? You do a private tuning day. How does that? What's what's a normal? How does that coaching work? Do you want to give us a couple of yeah, examples? Sure, of yeah, sure. Yeah. So sort of usually what what I do is I uh, yeah I sort of went up on a Monday or Tuesday of the week of a race meeting or even the week before. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd sort of go up there. Um, I tend to do f- around 40 to 60 laps usually on a, on a tuning day. Um, obviously, you know, depends. It didn't really matter who I had as a driver coach. So it sort of was just random. Um, so yeah, I might've had BD one day, might have Jordan one day, could have had Aaron one day, you know, um, it was constantly changing, but, uh, yeah. So it sort of went up that day, um, went out for 20 laps, um, came back in after 10, um, you know, BD or Jordan would sort of get the laptop out, plug it into the car. Um, he'd have, you know, he'd have a quick look down on the grid there, just uh, having a look, you know, at the data and everything. Um, and then, yeah, he'd sort of gauge back to me, you know, things that I was sort of not doing correctly or things I could sort of improve on. And, you know, obviously the fact that I sort of was out of the car between rounds because rounds were two to three months in between for last year. So I didn't really have the opportunity to go out, testing that much i only really got that one test day so it was sort of um you know just having sim time and then uh yeah getting ready to go for the tuning day um but yeah sort of we'd go out do 10 do 10 go back up the pits jump out the car um you know have a chat to the bd or whatever and uh yeah if i wanted to make any changes on the car they'd, they'd get them changed and we jump back in go out again and yeah just do the same really for the next 20 and then come back up to the next 20 again um, and then, yeah, obviously a race day, you know, you'd, you'd rock up there, crack of dawn, um, you know, you'd be, you'd be stressing out, you know, not knowing what the day could hold and, um, not knowing what the, the weather could hold. Um, and yeah, sort of just, uh, went, went out for quality usually around nine, nine AM in the morning. 
Um, and then, yeah, went out, went, for, went out for a 10-minute session, did that, came back in, uh, sort of, you know, got your result and then you sort of, yeah, go over some data with the, with the engineers and, um, yeah, just uh, have a chat to everybody and see how they went in the car. Um, and that was the great thing about Arise. There was so many, you know, different, different calibers of drivers, you know. There was a few, you know, older guys that were just, you know, having a bit of fun and it was great just to, you know, give them a few tips as well because obviously, you know, they, they weren't you know, driving for as long as I probably had from such a young age. So, yeah, and then you'd obviously have a race one, two, and three, um, and then you do them, and, um, yeah, that would that would be the day, really. Awesome. And, the um, you know, and, I, and I've talked to – because me being pretty ignorant, to be honest, I didn't know a lot about you, so I asked a few guys. And so your family's always there with you at race days. Apparently they're, they're a big driver and a pretty cool crew to have around, pretty friendly bunch. Yeah, no, mum and dad have – yeah, they've, they've been really supportive of me my whole way through. You know, like mum and dad have – you know, they've been there to, you know, every single race day. And, you know, dad, dad or mum's always come up to me to a test day to, you know, just be there for support and, you know – you know, help me out if I ever needed anything. So they've been really good, but um, yeah, I, I honestly wouldn't be here without them. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for all their support and, you know, they're always continuing to back me even during this period where I don't, don't really have any, I have any drive at the moment, but um, you know, they're always, they're always there for me. So yeah, really grateful oh, for cool. them. Oh, that's, that's good to hear. And that's, you know, like anyone that's achieving anything needs a good, good base, be it family or friends around them. And it, you know, obviously shines. The um, so back to the the tuning day session because that's sort of like what I like to nerd out about. And like I've been pretty lucky. I've, I've had a couple of really cool guys that work with me. It's it, that and, and I'm I'm a hack. You know, I'm I'm a fat old dude that relies on big tires and heaps of horsepower to, to get me anywhere. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. shown that as soon as I get in an XL, I realise that. Um, <laughs> but the uh, on those on those so you go you do ten laps, you come back in, you grab the the logging, you grab the dash, the yep. data out of the dash, and yep. and see what it's been doing. What so? What's the first thing um, that your coach will look at, and they, have they all got a, like a set sort of thing that they want to talk about, or are they all different based on their experiences? Um, yeah, well, they obviously. I think they're obviously all different based on their experience. You know, obviously all different driving techniques and different driving styles. So you know, obviously Jordan and BD, the you know different people, different drivers. So you know, Jordan might have had something one thing to say to me and bd might have had something else to say to me and you know you just stick them both together and you'd, you'd find something fast out of that but uh yeah it was it was it was little things but it was little things that definitely made a difference that's for sure cool and and did that like because this is like you know kind of my what i really enjoy talking about did that progress like did it start off as working one corner of the track or just working braking or uh picking up throttle trace or, or how did how did you pick it all together because obviously coming from a cart i mean the carts these days are pretty wicked there's a lot of data coming through on carts now as well especially with the expansion packs and that the, the little aims have now so do, is that where you already hit, were able to pick that up or were you pretty green to that and that took a bit to get your head around or because a lot of guys so say um, someone wins lotto and they've only ever driven their road car at a tuning down and they want to go to a rise, you just probably wouldn't be able to comprehend what they're trying to tell you pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah, so definitely. So walk us through how you got your head around that piece. Um, well, yeah, obviously I had that uh, had the driver search. So obviously, you know, I had already learned quite a few techniques from that that I sort of, uh, you know, learn off Sam and Jordan and BD. And um, yeah, obviously, so, you know, I got all the stuff like trail braking and, you know, 
peak pressure and, and bleed off all that sort of stuff and smooth inputs on the steering coming into a corner and all that sort of stuff. So I already sort of had that down packed. So I had a good idea of when I was coming into the F1000, but at the same time, the F1000 was a, it was a completely different technique to how the, you drove the Radical, you know. It was just a, a big smash onto the brake pedal as hard as you could and bleed off as quickly as possible and then just maintain the rolling speed. Um, but, yeah, no, it was it was also really good to, you know, obviously have the simulator because I could sort of go to, go to a test and, you know, obviously do a test session and, you know, learn a few things from, you know, what, what they had to say and from the data and stuff I could definitely improve on and, uh, you know, I could, you know, think about it overnight and sleep on it and then, you know, sort of wake up the next day or whenever I had the next chance and jump on the sim and sort of replicate that and, you know, obviously got, could go around Barbagallo on, on, you know, a set of cores or whatever in, in a pretty similar car and, you know, sort of do the same thing. So, yeah, I was I was pretty accustomed to it. But, yeah, it was, it was mostly just um, learning the brake pressure and, you know, obviously getting that, that fitness level that required you to be able to do that in, in the F1000 especially and the Radical. Um, yeah, and, and over last year, I sort of learned how important fitness is is in racing and you know i've i've definitely been working over that over the past year and yeah definitely been able to notice a difference so yeah the tuning days were really great you know it's you, you learn stuff from them you never would on a race day and you know it's sometimes when you're out the, on the track by yourself you sort of uh you learn the most yeah absolutely that's it's awesome and it's good to uh good to pull up and and uh Talk about, and especially on, like, the, the, the difference between the, the big aero car, like the Radical's got a lot of aero on them, yeah. you know, or some aero on them, but compared to an F1000, there's nothing right. It's like comparing a, um, I don't know, a Formula V to a, a, an older Formula car. Yeah. You know, there's just nothing there. Yeah, but absolutely. So that was the biggest difference, that big that big having to get the nose down, get the braking down, and then... Yep getting off as soon as you can so you yep. just don't lose all that corner speed yep. in aero watch. That's, that's right, yeah. The the Radical is, uh, you know, more so about trail braking right up into the apex and, um, you know, then getting on the power straight away. But the the F1000 was, you know, going as late as late as you can, you know, trying to brake at the 50 board down into turn seven there and smash on the brakes at about 40 to 50 bar, even more if possible, and just smash it in and get off the brake as, as quick as possible. And that that's something that I found, uh, really, really difficult to get used to that. That just that speed sensation. You know, you, you're thinking in your brain. Your brain's telling you you're not going to stop this. You got to hold the brake for longer. But really, in reality, you can just smash it, let go, and just hang on, and you make it through there, and and you make it through there with no, with no struggle at all. Yeah, wicked. And and it's interesting that you you've been using a set. Of, obviously, a set of courses. One of the only ones with, with Wanneroo as a yeah as a layout on it. But uh, it's a it's obviously a um. What do you call it? A player built? Yeah, that's right. A, it's not, not a, a really, mod. Yeah, not not laser scanned or anything. So yeah, there's obviously a few corners that are a bit a little bit off compared to the real thing, and you know, using different gears and all that sort of stuff because you know, obviously different cars and you know, the tor- the corners are a bit tighter and you know, they're not as wide. So well, and yeah, I, I struggle with with Wanneroo on a setter because yeah, I find turn four is flat. Yep, that's and it's right. Not, and in real not, life, you know, like it's yep. bonkers. Yep, exactly. So yeah, it, it was a bit thing like that, but you know, still just to be able to you know drive around the circuit on a simulator was yeah was pretty cool. You know, especially at the start when I sort of you know did my first few laps around there, really just to sort of you know just yeah, keep know my head in the, Yeah, that's right. Just know where you're going, really. And uh, yeah, because before that, I didn't I didn't really know where the track went after turn four. You know, you just see the cars go over the hill, and you're like, oh, well, where do they go? 
So, <laughs> yeah. No, that'd be, yeah. No, cool. And so um, have you driven anything else around the track other than the uh, the Radical and the um, F1000 up there? Yeah, I, I never have, to be honest with you. I got the, uh, I had the opportunity last year to take part in the um, in the XO Enduro, but yeah, unfortunately I had the, the F1000 on the same day, but it turned out last year that it was pissing down with rain anyway. So it, it got all canned, but um, yeah, no, definitely if, you know, if, if the, the chance comes up again this year, I'd, yeah, I'd definitely love to take it. Cause I've heard those, I've got a few mates like Jackson Callow, you know, all those sort of guys, Jack Glassy, um, you know, all those sort of guys there. They're all involved the guys in dodgy haircuts and bad moves. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's the 20th century blokes. That's, that's you didn't the... teach Jackson, um, Jack Kowalesi how to reverse park. Did you by any chance? <laughs> one of the funniest things I've seen in my life. Nah, nah. I think he got that nah. one. I think he got that one from, uh, Nick Mittick and Savan. So yeah, I'm, I'm blaming his, <laughs> his uncle Brett for that. I reckon that's Brett's all Brett's doing the, um, no, I, I, yeah. Jack gave me a ride to the, to the pub in Collie when I was blind one day. So I've got to give him thanks for that. Uh, no, that's cool. Oh, well, that's yeah. The XL Enduro, like everyone's heard me pump the tires on it. The only reason I still own it, like I got rid of all my XLs a little while ago. The only reason I brought another one was for that Enduro. I've got a mate coming over from Melbourne to do the Enduro with me this year. It's the coolest event. I wish we had more Enduros in WA. I'd love to get a, a 100 or a 300 going for uh, Tin Tops, you know, um, sports sedan, sports cars, saloons, yeah. IP, street cars, get the whole lot mm-hmm. in there. Anyone that can carry enough fuel to do it. Yeah. But um, we'll keep working that because yeah, Enduros are cool. There was a national round, wasn't there? Was it last year or the year before? Or- yeah, yeah, so they they always try to peg it to make it part of the national rounds, but then COVID's really just done us in the dunny yeah, for that. Oh, I think it has for everybody here, to be fair to you. Um, no, nah, that's, that's cool. And so what's your, like, um, what's what's your next goal? You want to get back into a, a an Arise drive or is, where's, where's next for Gianni? Um, so, yeah, obviously – the next step would sort of, yeah, obviously the goal was to sort of be in the in the national stage this year. Um, yeah, obviously trying to, you know, aim for something like TCR or S5000 and sort of, you know, start to, you know, get, get my name out there a little bit more and, um, you know, get on that, that big national stage that starts to sort of get with the supercars rounds. Um, obviously there's, you know, there's radicals at the moment as well that have, that have you know, Arise has done a really good job of getting them on the national stage this year. So there's also that opportunity. But um, yeah, obviously the main goal is you know to get that uh, to get that that's those those sponsorships and you know get those those investments into me and you know for people to you know believe that you know I can make it to the top and you know make it make it a dream and make myself the next you know big name in Australian motorsport. Awesome, and um. So obviously the sim plays a big part. Like everyone is into it now, especially at that higher level. Um, do you follow Jimmy Broadbent by any chance? I do. I do. Yeah. How cool is what he's doing with the Pragas at the moment? It's awesome. Yeah. It's uh. It, it definitely just shows that you know people just that just you know sit sit in their sim chair and record a couple of YouTube videos every day and you know pop it on can can you know make it to the big time and you know earn earn a living from it really and you know especially there's quite a few guys that on Twitch, they, they're, they're, you know, making a living out of and doing driver coaching on the sim and, you know, teaching people how to get faster and, you know, they're, they're earning money from it. They're making a living from it. So, you know, pe- people absolutely do it. So it's, you know, it's, it's not to say that it, 
you know, it could be a route that I may possibly go down in in the future and, you know, give people the sort of skills that, that I've sort of learned over time in real cars and also on the simulator. Yeah, absolutely. The, um, yeah, um, it, it's it's a real thing now and, it, and it's a real, I know a guy in WA, it's, um, he's a full-time teacher now, but he put himself through uni, uh, pretty much doing night shift as a data guy for a sim company in the States. Mm. You know, like it's uh, it's it's a massive thing. Yeah, oh, absolutely. People are you know people are making livings out of it these days. You know, there's guys like big guys like Josh Rogers that obviously you know they live in Germany. They live in a they live in a house with you know a bunch of guys that that all race to simulate together with a professional esports team, and you know they 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 do that for a living, and that you know that's what they spend their every days doing. They you know they're doing some exercise on the simulator, just just churning out laps and keeping that momentum together just, you know, so they can stay at the top the top of their game, really. Yeah, and that's pretty much what Lando's done with his team, isn't it? Absolutely. Live together. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, um, you know, sort of, you know, he's, he's created another business out of it, I guess, and it's a, another another making money-making thing for him, really. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's not to say that anyone can't do it because um, there's absolutely people out there that can do it, and it's never to say that it can't get you into a real-life drive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one last question I got before we give it back to uh, my homie Shane. Um, the and I asked this to everyone, so if you've listened to any of the podcasts, probably going to know where I'm going. But uh, do you have any weird superstitions either before racing in the real car or even on the simulator, uh, or, or things you got to do that otherwise it throws your game off? Yeah, well, every single time in the real car, I always had to do the sign of the cross every single time. Um, you know, before I went out for quality, before I went out, went out for race one, race two, race three, and sort of had to, you know, talk myself up, you know, otherwise if I didn't do that, I thought, you know, I was going to smash into someone or if I was going to bin it off at turn six or it's going to lock a brake, go on the sand and get bogged. So, yeah, I, I had to do that every single race and that that's sort of something that's, you know, carried with me over the whole last season and, you know, it's it's something, you know, I always do when I when I race but to be to be honest with you I've never I've never done it in the simulator it's it's only just been um in the real life car so yeah that that's my uh that's my uh thing I gotta do every single time I mean knowing some of the guys you race against in the simulator like Mr Mitchell and and uh you know Cam Edwards and and uh Alex and co I mean I'd be doing the, the sign and belting <laughs> in and doing everything I could just so they don't throw you off the track yeah no that's it but uh yeah no I don't, know, I don't know where I ever got it from. It's just um, I did it once and then, uh, yeah, no, it just sort of said my brain's like, oh, but you got to do it every time now, so. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone's got their little twitch. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like I've seen blokes like Rafael Nadal do their bloody thing every single time before they serve, so I don't think yeah. I'm the only one out there. <laughs> no, no, and that's one of the more, um, you know, nicer ones. We've had some weird, weird stuff, man. <laughs> Probably some stuff cool. you've uh, had to cut off, I'm sure. Oh, and some stuff I've picked up now. It sucks. But, uh, no, thanks heaps, dude. I appreciate it. And uh, good to talk to you. Are uh, you going to be at the track over the weekend with the V8s? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm heading up with uh, Chris Mitchell on, on Saturday. So, uh, yeah, we'll be up there. And, um, yeah, no, I'm sure I'll see you blokes up there. Absolutely. Yeah, no, make sure you say good day if you run into us. I'll be in the – I'm in a box on Turn 1 oh, awesome. on Saturday. And, and uh, Sunday I'll probably be – uh, hungoverish. <laughs> oh, well, you got the best seat in the house, don't you? 
yeah, no, so I'm looking forward to Sunday as well. Sunday's gonna be a really cool day. And then uh lucky enough I've got a drive on the on the Monday, so oh. uh I've just gotta make sure I don't blow over a hundred kilos so I can still fit in the seat. Yeah, that's be right. it. What what's that in? Uh that'll be in one of the Tickford uh Falcons. You're joking, so really? Seat. Yeah, just a on passenger ride. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think they're silly enough to give me the the uh, the that side of the car. Oh, bloody hell, that'll be awesome either way. Oh, looking forward to looking forward to how deep those things can actually go into. Yeah, six. oh, you have to let us know how that feels. Um, that'd definitely be a bloody ascend and a half, that's for sure. Yeah, and I'm the worst passenger in the world, so it's gonna be uh, gonna be a good one. <laughs> Few screams, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Is that your uh, your own box that you've got, Brent, or is that? Oh, I wish I was baller enough to have my own box. No, I'm still <laughs> on the waiting list to uh, to get my own corporate box up at Wanneroo. So mm, I think okay. I'm next in line if the numbers do me right uh, from the last email I got from Dave. Um, so no, I've been in the waiting list for about two years to get one of the corporate boxes up there above McCracken House. There, I'd really really keen on one of those because they're really cheap, to be honest. And if you're tragic about motorsport and you want somewhere nice to hang out. I got the best view, but no, just one of the um, the just the corporate experience lounge ones I've got um, on turn one. I got a couple of tickets for that, so um, uh, myself, Chris, and Damo will just be hanging out down there. Okay, fair enough. Just curious. Yeah, those ones on top of the crack in there. Cool. We're going to go have a nap over the weekend. Um, and the, I've got the, the 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 fridge is full in the shed up there as well. So if you need to get away from everything, the shed's there as well. But uh, it's not as gracious. But no, I'd love to have the normal corporate box here because the view's fantastic coming down the hill there. And, yeah, for sure. Uh, you've got aircon, you've got a couch, you've got you know your own amenities. So it's it's a lot. That's right. Easier you way to do the day. Don't need to get sunburnt. I think, yeah. they, I think they need to put a rule. If you're not there every race meet using your corporate box, <laughs> then you yeah. have to give it up. I think Dave's sick of how many times I've emailed that because I do that every race meeting. I make sure I go and note how many have been used because yeah. like uh, the saloon guys use one and that's a, a good spot to be. I, I, I want it just because I want to fill a place with sandwiches and beers and get all my mates up to watch racing because racing still turns me on. But then for the family as well, it means it's somewhere nice for the kids to be, for the wife to be. They're not running around the pit paddock. Yeah, definitely. My garage is way too hot oh. and I've got too many cars stuffed in there. So, oh. yeah, if they could have somewhere nice to hang out and enjoy the racing, they'd be out there a lot more and it'd, it'd make me a lot happier. But uh, for an event like the V8s, yeah, man, they should be charging three times the price because I know what the, the corporate tickets are for for a one-off. So, yeah. Yeah, I think just if, if, they're, not, if they're not using them, Give them to people that are going to use them. No, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. You don't like want to every be every race mate. Yeah. Every race mate. Exactly. You yeah. don't want to be stuck in one of those pit boxes either, because I've been in uh, Mason's Harvey's one, and oh my god, that is the worst experience in my life. <laughs> it's as good as a sauna. <laughs> yeah. All right. On to the questions now. I'm sure you've already figured out who these questions are going to come from. No, oh, yeah, I've, I've had I've had a little bit of an idea, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never you never know. <laughs> so um i've been told a bit of a rumor that perhaps uh you might uh pick your races on about how likely you are to win or lose them yeah uh, <laughs> yeah that that is that is uh that is true as uh as the i rating slowly started to come up it's uh yeah, it's it's sort of come about that uh, if if I'm quick as hell in a race, so I'll jump in and try flog the field by two seconds of that. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously, 
during the day in Australia, it's sort of, you know, the fields are quite small. Um, you know, obviously the Europeans are all, they're all sleeping. So yeah, during the day, it's only maybe you might have 10 to 12 cars registered for, you know, uh, an open wheeler race. Um, so yeah, but, uh, it, it's gone to the point now where for coming first, I might only get, you know, five to 10 I rating. Meanwhile, you know, someone else with maybe 3000 might still be getting 60 or 70 for a win. So I try to take all those, those, those first places, um, as much as I can really, and make it as, as easy as possible without getting taken out. So, uh, here you have a bit of an issue with the Iberians. Yeah, they've uh, they've caused some uh, holes in the wall. Those bikes, that's for sure. Um, oh, Iberians! I thought you said Liberians before. No, so I was, no, in, a whole, no, no, I was no. in a whole different fruity experience. Um, they're 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 an interesting, you know, they're an interesting group of people. Those blokes, you know, get around at five thirty p.m. Perth time, and you know they all start jumping on, and you know they they, they jump into your session, and you know obviously. They're really low I rating, but you know they're like three to four tenths quicker than you, and um, yeah, they uh, they love to smash into you just to get the win. So that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly why I love to pick and choose my races. So you know I'm sitting there about five five minutes before a race, looking through the entry list, uh, clicking on people's names that I might think might be a threat, and uh, seeing where they're from, and yet. Yeah. Hold benign, most of them are from Iberia, so I get scared off. <laughs> and uh, the, the final question for this person, and of course it is Chris Mitchell. Um, he, he wants to know how do you deal with racing with and against uh, and occasionally being beaten by a commentator? <laughs> um, yeah, no, look, honestly, Chris, I only met him, you know, a few months ago. Um, you know, we only, he only, I only really knew him as sort of, you know, the commentator that sort of did my uh, a few esports races I was taking part in and, you know, obviously doing commentary for go-karting and, you know, obviously down at Motorplex a lot. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, me, me and Chrissy have become, you know, really, really good friends and, you know, we started obviously with F3A this season with Racecraft. We've, we've been teammates and, yeah. Um, yeah, no, Chrissy is really, really fast on the sim, and I'll give him that. You know, he he always uh he always gets me going about how he's four thousand I rating lower than me, and he can still he can still flog me. So uh, <laughs> yeah, no, Chrissy's definitely really talented on the sim, but yeah, sometimes I don't take it too well because most times when he beats me, I, I tend to lose rating because I can't get first without without gaining anymore. So it's tough to take, but yeah, no, we we have really good races. Um, and we had a good real couple a uh, few races over the weekend so um yeah no chris is always good fun and you know he always provides a really good laugh so yeah blessed to have a guy like uh chrissy in my life i think uh, i watched him for the first time on his stream and i was just shocked like this this usually uh guy who comes across as a um as a care bear is is there like <laughs> screaming and ranting and swearing? And yeah, that, that's 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 the same as me before I met him. You know, he uh, he seemed like you know a really down to earth guy, and you know he absolutely is. But uh, you know, he, he if if he uh, if he can't get a good lap time in, he will he'll definitely be uh, smashing his fist through a wall and uh, won't be too happy. And he'll he'll come he'll come back at the uh, the late times of night and pump in a few more laps just so he can you know get a few tents closer but uh you know I, I love the competition against chris it's you know it's really it's really healthy for both of us and you know we we, we tussle each other quite a bit in especially f3s at the moment so yeah no it's been great and um yeah i'm, I'm really enjoying the challenge against him 
The uh, my final question uh, for you is uh, one of our usual ones. Um, if you were able to uh, get driver mentoring, uh, you know, motorsport mentoring off uh, anyone, uh, any motorsport personality um, from any era of motorsport, um, dead or alive. Uh, if they're dead, we'll just bring them back. We've got the technology now. Um, look at the Kardashians. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we've got the, we've got the technology. You know, we can bring them back to life. You know, who would you want want to be your mentor? Um, oh, that's 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 bloody tough. There's so there's so many people I could say, but um, I think just in terms of the whole package, I'd have to sort of say, you know, Michael Schumacher. You know, he's sort of he, he's a bit like me. He sort of you know came came from nothing really, and you know he he rocked up at a test day at Spa, and you know he sort of jumped in, and he was you know quicker than some of the drivers that were already racing that season in you know his first few laps, and that that's something I really admire because you know people like that who come from nothing and are able to, you know, show their skill and, you know, become one of the best drivers of all time is, is, you know, something I really look up to. And yeah, but absolutely his skills are, you know, something that, you know, someone might not ever see again, you know, obviously we got Lewis Hamilton, Verstappen, but you know, it's um, the drivers like that, that, that really stand out and, you know, people that, you know, will, will remember forever, but yeah, definitely for the, for the whole package with, you know, his story and, you know, how he got to where he is, I'd have to, I'd have to say absolutely Michael Schumacher. I mean, based on what you've just said, I mean, and based on what Lewis Hamilton says about him, like Lewis came from absolutely nothing apparently. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so his, his, uh, his, his, his dad really worked hard for him. I think, um, you know, he had three or four, <laughs> three or four jobs to, uh, you know, sort of fund fund his his karting, but yeah, no, absolutely. Lewis Hamilton's another example. You know, he's um. Okay. Well, I, was, I was being sarcastic then. You weren't supposed to agree with what I was saying. <laughs> I mean, we we hate Lewis Hamilton deep down, but um, <laughs> yeah, we're we're all, we're all sort of glad he's he's a, he's a little bit further back this year. Definitely, definitely some humble pie. <laughs> anyway, that ends our uh, conversation with you. Um, you got anyone you want to give a little thank you to, shout out to, uh, raz someone up? Um, yeah, no. yeah anything, anything you want to do? Yeah, well, obviously, big thanks to uh, you know Racecraft Simulations. There, um, you know, one of my one of my team sponsors at the moment. Um, they're they're obviously sponsoring me for um, the F three A series, um, and obviously the Southern Cross Esports Porsche series. I'm competing in as well, and. You know, I, I just messaged John one day after Chris. He said, oh, there's a spot in F3. And uh, he said, you know, message Johnny, see what he reckons. And, yeah, sent him a text. And, yeah, ever since then, you know, we've we've all become really good friends. And, you know, I've, I'm, I'm involved with a really good pe- group of people there. And, you know, I've, I've granted some really good friendships already just from being a part of it. So, yeah, big, big thank you to, you know, Racecraft. And big thanks to Johnny for all his support so far. And, yeah, looking forward to sort of continue um, – yeah, continue to continue what we got going, and um, yeah, obviously, big thanks to you know my parents for you know getting to me to where I am, and all my supporters, and you know my girlfriend and all that for you know being my number one supporters. So yeah, big thanks to them. But uh, yeah, hopefully we can be out on circuit um, sometime soon this year, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll go bigger and better compared to what we were last year. Fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us uh, this evening. Thanks, Uh, Sean. Episode 49, done and dusted. Who will be our 50th guest? I wonder. You know what? 
we're going to release a very special episode this Saturday. Oh. Uh, will be our 50th episode. What, uh, pretty much as supercars go out for their first practice is when we're going to drop the 50th episode. Oh. I'll be at the track. I'll be at the track waiting for it. I'm going to have a frothy ready just to go. (laughs) (laughs) Have the bottle opener right next to you. I'm just trying to figure out how I can sneak signs in that they'll be visible from drivers on turn one. (laughs) You got to get the big. I'm going to go with those traditional scorecards for all the offs, but then I've got to get some personal (laughs) ones so I can give Vaughn some crap in the Cortina and then. You know, a few of the other local heroes are going to have to put something out there. But they got, I've got to figure out how to get him. And, and uh, being the big fat Gumby that I am, I'm, uh, yeah. Well, it might take some big texters. could have been organized and shoved them in your garage. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't that organized. I only just thought of it today. Now, I think we'll have to – I've got some um, – actually, yeah, I've got some of that white core flu in the garage. So maybe a couple of big texters and some core flu. I'll tell you what, get yeah. a big Iberian flag and uh, I'll, I'll know where it is. <laughs> yeah, we did it one year in Darwin on um, turn turn seven and uh, seven five five or seven in Darwin with the corporate suite was there. We did it one year. We um, that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, awesome. Alrighty, done and dusted. Alrighty, guys, thank you so Make much. Sure you, uh, yep, no worries. Thanks for coming. Uh, usual thing. Have a listen to my lovely, sweet, sultry voice at the end of this episode about where you can listen. And uh, unlike last week's episode where I didn't bother to link it on the website, I will actually link it on the website this week. So uh, enjoy. Good work. Hey, how quick, How good is it on, on Spotify? It's coming up super quick now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's, That's uh, actually should give a shout out to Squadcast. Uh, well, actually, it's not Squadcast. So we, you're now using Squadcast.fm to record our episodes, which is how they come out sounding a lot better. And uh, Captivate.fm. Um, is uh, who's now hosting all of our podcasts. So uh, much quicker than the previous hosting uh, and they distribute it much faster, which is fantastic. There's no, like we used to get a day, two delays, depends on uh, uh, how they were feeling about sending out our stuff. So yeah, if you are doing a podcast or uh, thinking about doing one, feel free to drop us a message. We're happy to help out and put you in the right direction. We've made all the mistakes um, mm. So you don't have to. Shane here from Behind the Sport. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you don't already follow us, head on over to Facebook and Instagram. Find us on there. Give us a follow. Or visit our website, behindthesport.net. Catch up with the latest motorsport news. Find all of our previous episodes. And, of course, you can leave us comments on those as well. You can also find us on your favourite podcast provider, such as Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and more. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.